This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. How are you today, Chantal? Happy Valentine's Week. Happy Valentine's Week. I am great, Grania. How are you, my lover? I'm really good. Um, On Valentine's Day, I was awoken by my, I've started calling him my Beyonce, because he's a boy. My Beyonce. Okay. Another reason this wedding is doomed. (laughs) Beyonce woke me up with a halloumi muffin from Leon. Oh, so that is lovely. Day. It was heaven. I was so happy. Is that what you're loving this week? Just your Beyonce? I am loving my Beyonce and I'm also loving Love is Blind returning to our screens. <gasps> yes! yes I the, genuinely, the second season. Oh my God. Ge- this is no exaggeration. I genuinely was turned towards my Beyonce during the second episode and I genuinely felt emotional I just said we are so lucky to be alive in this time that's how much I love it I'm so glad you said that my uh lovely boyfriend who will never hear this anyways is not he's not watching the show with me so unfortunately it's me on my lonesome watching love is blind 
But I was one of my favorite things about any listeners who have not uh, started watching the second season. Just watch at least the first half hour of the first episode because what I find so funny, Grania, about it, I loved the first season, obviously, mm-hmm. but I forgot they did the same thing this season they did in the first season. I'm now nearing the end of the third episode, by the way. So they're, they're about to go to the actual hotel. So I've gotten as far as that. So I know the couples really who they are by now. The, it starts out with them showing all these people talking, saying, I'm looking for love that's based on personality, not looks. And then somehow, by the end of the first episode, all those people are gone. And it's back to, as usual, a bunch of thin, generally attractive people. Yeah. <laughs> back to standard reality show, good looking folks making bad decisions. I love it. I love, love. I'm so glad you brought that up. Can I just say that I'm really enjoying this conversation and I'm really enjoying us connecting like this. And I feel like I just want to thank you for being vulnerable to share what you've just shared with me. And, you know, I just, I love to laugh and I love my family Um, and I love my dog. Are you hugging the wall? Because I'm hugging the wall. Are you hugging the wall? I'm hugging the wall. I'm hugging the wall. Oh, I'm hugging the wall right now. I I did really like, unfortunately, they've tried to make him into like a nice guy because I really, later on, but I really liked in the original episode, the, um, there's the Indian couple that are both Indian and he's just, instead of asking the girls, hi, um, are you thin? He tries to ask them like, so we go to a festival. Um, could I put you on my shoulders? I'm a normal sized guy. Would that be too heavy for me? What kind of clothes do you wear? Do you wear like clothes that reveal your body do you go to the gym a lot like you can't just say hi are you fat because if you're fat i don't want to date you he just has to go on the balls to say it i really like that about him and, I, and now they try to, and then he he apologizes for it later on i was like no stick to your guns be superficial i love that the loud white guy who looks like if jim carrey and joel Dommett yes. had a baby and what i find fascinating is sometimes they're like we're acknowledging we're on a tv show and we're talking mm-hmm. to the camera and then other times they're just chatting and acting as if it's a documentary and they've no idea yeah. there's a camera crew there and they start out all in suits and really all the girls dress exactly the same. I mean, are they dressed? Do they bring these? They must have been dressed by the producers. They all look identical. But then by like day two, they're all like in crappy sweatpants and look like shit and no one's making an effort anymore. And I'm like, why'd you make an effort in the first place then? Yeah. It's just bewildering. And also I'm aware that two episodes from now, I'm going to totally forget about this bit altogether. Because mm-hmm. once they get into the hotel and start living together, that's when shit gets really real. I mean, I know what I'm doing when we finish recording today. <laughs> I'm to watch it because my boyfriend's at dinner with his sister and I have the flat to myself so I can fit in at least three episodes you know what we've earned it I think we as a people have earned earned Love is Blind too. well what I've been loving this week as as I'm sure you're about to ask as well as everything you just said I know this is coming out about four days after it's happened I know it's late but I have to give a little shout out to the Super Bowl halftime show 2022 have you watched it? Uh, no (laughs) It'll take you a full 12 minutes of your life. That's all it takes to have your life change. It was incredible. I loved it. Snoop loved him. Dre loved him. Kendrick loved him. Eminem loved him. Mary J. Blige loved him. 50 Cent hanging upside down. I just loved the dancers. I loved the set. I loved the cars. I loved the songs. I loved the clothes. Everything about it. It was the best one. I loved that it was in LA. It was the best one since Beyonce 20 which was 2013 I believe so we're talking 10 years since you've had a good one it's been rubbish for a while now we needed um, this. I think was... you're forgetting Maroon 5 
Yeah, I think that's the goal to try and forget Maroon 5. It has been it has been a rough decade and we needed this. It was incredible. And the other thing I'm loving is, we, is, is of course, this is a breakup, but it's not something I want to break up with. It's the greatest news. Future the way they were a couple. Kanye and Julia Fox called it quits on Valentine's Day was the official confirmation, which is perfect. So it lasted about six weeks from January 1st to February 14th. His Instagram's been mental. We're recording this on Tuesday, guys. This comes out on Friday. God knows what will have happened by then. So much more. I've been checking my phone while recording this, and already stuff's happened on Instagram. <gasps> the last thing he put up was that he's not using capital letters anymore. So he's learning. He's progressing. It's. Have you been keeping an eye on this yourself, Gran? You've been watching this unfold over the weekend? So uh, he... He sent on Valentine's Day a truckload of of ro- or there's a picture of on his Instagram of crystal tr- clear with two Ks mm-hmm. the crystal clear flowers yeah to his ex wife well kind of which he still estranged. refers to as his wife because they're not divorced yet so he still, he keeps calling her his wife and what do you think that's how he broke up with. No, I don't think, I, I mean, first, okay, we can't get into this too deeply because this will take another hour, but to very quickly, people keep saying, it wasn't a real relationship, it was a PR relationship, and I don't understand what people even mean by the words real and PR when it comes to Julia Fox and Kanye West. This was just what it was. They were just using each other for what they wanted. She wanted to get a bit more famous, she wanted to hustle her way to be more well-known, she succeeded. He wanted to go out with a girl, shower her with gifts, parade her around and dress up a little doll the way he'd done with Kim K and kind of feel good about himself for a bit, mm-hmm. which he succeeded until he started going mental and being into Kim K again. Mm-hmm. He's pissed off he's dating Pete Davidson, so he got back at her like this. I think they both had a great time. I think they probably enjoyed his company. And also, I don't think there's any really big feelings there. I think mm-hmm. they probably left quite amicably, which seems to be what he says and her. Well, he's kind of, I think he's forgotten Julia Fox ever existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he's just, I think if you ask him in a month, he won't know who you're talking about. The only person who's really losing here is Pete Davidson, who's probably genuinely a bit scared for his well-being at the moment. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But yeah. as, of, as a viewer, as someone who's obsessed with this stuff, as listeners to this podcast... This is one of the greatest moments in celeb culture, romantic history. It's happening right now in front of our eyes. Kim and Kanye are like the only sort of like power couple that's near mm. Jen and Brad. They're the nearest yeah, the we have. The scandal of this is, this is like Jen, Brad and Angelina vibes. Like it's that big of a, this is like front page news. If we had magazines the way we used to, this would be the front cover every single week. And I don't even like Kim Kardashian, but this is the first time I found her wildly interesting is right now. There's This is just a great time to be alive. <laughs> I think it would be great to be Kim, especially because, you know, she's only been going out with Pete for a little while to be like, sorry, my ex just can't get over me. Oh, I know. He's obsessed with me. And I don't know what it is. Like, he can't, even though he's had this new hot young actress, he's just like obsessed with me. Like, oh, isn't it so weird? And I love that Pete's like off. She had her Vogue interview came out where she mentioned Pete. It was definitely Pete. She didn't say by name. Obviously, it was him throwing his phone in the ocean and she changed her phone number. And then that was confirmed or we saw Kanye put up text to her cousin to get her phone number. Oh my God, there's just been so much. They're giving us so much content, Grania. It's like they know we've been starving for this for like the last couple of years. It's been incredible. Are you ready? I am ready. Uh, we've got the incredible comedian Evelyn Mock with an odd couple in inverted commas from the recent past. Looking forward to it. Let's get her on. The, the way, way they were. were. 
Hello. Yay. Hi. Hi, Grandma. Hi. How's it going? Uh, I'm good, Chantal. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's so glad to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to you guys, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> for the, um, so the listeners, for listeners at home, just now, Evelyn, unfortunately, um, spoiled the couple this week. But, one so part I know of the couple. The, one part of the couple. So I heard who the girl is, uh-huh. but I don't know who the boy is. Uh-huh. So I'm not going to lie to our, to our listeners and pretend I don't know who the girl is. But, Grania, go ahead, and we can see if I can guess the guy. I think I might know so- go with this anyway yeah i yeah it's yeah okay sorry i won't say anything more i won't say anything more. you said enough evelyn i just hope that i just hope the person you think it is is the person that i think you think it is and yeah I, I hope it's not well, well let's find okay. out okay let's just find out Grania, let's go let's go okay so evelyn mock has brought along an iconic couple and i'm surprised it's taken us this long to discuss them but first of all let's set the scene here our couple found love was 2006 what was going on italy wins the world cup george w bush greets tony blair with the immortal phrase yo blair and daniel craig is the new bond but what else was going on well this newlywed was discovering that love wasn't always a wonderland. <laughs> okay, I definitely know who it is. I knew it was Jessica Simpson, and it was between two people, between Nick and John, and now I know it's John. So it's the yeah. minute of 2K6, I was like, it's John. So it's Nick, Nick, sorry, not Nick, John Meyer and Jessica Simpson. I am excited. Let's oh. let's let's get involved. That wasn't the most that wasn't the most fun guessing game, but it doesn't matter, Evelyn. I still had to guess the boy. I think I did well. You so did very very well, and the clues were quite obvious. Yeah, the clues were. I'll be honest. If I had gotten that, I think I would have been. I think I would have been fired from the show. To be honest, Grania's gone from the most impossible clues to like the easiest clues. Yeah. She, she will find a middle ground. I have faith. So, oh, Evelyn, uh, Jessica Simpson and John Mayer. Uh-huh. So, when you were, when we asked you to be on this podcast, mm-hmm. you kind of agreed. What was it about this couple that was like? Obviously, this is the pair. This is this is my romance. Well, the thing is, I am obsessed with John Mayer. So, it started when I was a teenager, and I heard your body is Wonderland, of course, and then just like goofed all over that, like not. And not goofed as in masturbated all over to it. <laughs> as in like just I, I just thought it was like the best song ever. So I, I loved his music as a teenager. And then I just kept following his career and I, I grew up with him or I became a young woman while watching his escapades in in like Hollywood. Mm. And I think when he started to date Jessica Simpson. Because he's he had a few high profile relationships before that. He had Vanessa Carlton. He had Jennifer Love Hewitt, which was That's, quite, which is what the Bodies Wonderland has written about, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. that. Which, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Checks out. Yeah, the it checks is out. kind of a Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That works. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but as soon as he went Jessica Simpson, I feel like it took a turn. That's when he kind of became. Hollywood John Mayer because Mm. Jessica Simpson was so left field for him in some weird way because she was like so mainstream somehow she was so mainstream and so she started out as like a Christian teenage singer 
I tell you what, well, well, let's, I'll pause you there mm-hmm. and let's do a deep dive on Jessica Simpson and John Mayer. Okay, okay. Who let's, they do are let's do it. Before they meet each other. Awesome. So, first yes. of all, the big question we're all asking. Uh huh. But what about their astrological match? We're always asking. <laughs> Great. He's a Libra. I know that. 16th of oh, October. We really you can do have a fan. Yeah, teenage Watch fan. Watch out, guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> she knows it's the funny, like, I, will I know my John know. Mayer trivia. Very good. His brothers are Carl and Ben. Uh, his parents are divorced, which is probably why he has like... I, I, okay, yeah. We'll get into John Mayer. Sorry, Gron. You, you're not needed this week. We just have... <laughs> Your research is for nothing. <laughs> so Jessica Simpson, Cancer, John Mayer, Libra. Mm-hmm. Now, surprisingly, this is the highest match we've had so far. Forty <gasps> percent match. That's 40%. not too shabby. Forty percent match. That's good match. for this show, Evelyn. That's good. Uh, <laughs> it's very high. That's the highest so match. That's the highest match. There's a reason they all broke up. There's a reason they're all broken up. <laughs> Uh, according to their astrological charts at first glance it might seem that they're too different Mm -hmm. the tactful and careful nature of Libra John Mayer can really soothe cancer Jessica and there is a chance that they can function well together if they spend enough time together okay 40% match okay Okay. so John Mayer um, comes from quite like um, he's born in 1977 his dad was a head teacher, I think. His mother was a teacher. Mm-hmm. So he becomes obsessed with the guitar from after seeing Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was this iconic moment in his life. He sees Back to the Future, becomes obsessed with playing the guitar to such an extent, you know, the artistry of playing the guitar. He's a musician's musician. And then he starts dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's sort of his big, for a sort of big, sort of high profile romance. But he's bubbling under. He's dating those people. Meanwhile, 1980, Jessica Simpson is born <laughs> to a very... <laughs> this just sounds like, that just sounds like that was John, you just described everything about John up to 1980. Yeah, exactly. And then, then Jessica Simpson was born. <laughs> uh, Jessica is born into a very traditional Baptist conservative family. Now, I have read, I say read, listened to her audiobook. And so jealous. Oh, well done. oh, it's so I've heard good. Such great it's things so about it. I keep wanting to listen good. to it. It's meant to be incredible. Yeah, I've heard that too. Her dad was basically this like, like preacher in you know those super churches oh. i mean chantelle can probably speak more of us um <laughs> i never attended one grind is not outing me as some ex-church person yeah, I, like, I just, did you, I just come you? from the country where they are <laughs> I, I avoided them very very well thank god i was, I was, I was like <laughs> were you in a cult Chantal? yeah yes yeah, that's not why i'm here because i ran away <laughs> jumped on a ship as an urchin and ended up here that's so funny <laughs> So he was like a wannabe, like super preacher. And they would go around, they moved around a lot. And her mother thought aerobics for Jesus. Wait, what? (laughs) Aerobics for Jesus. I can vouch for it being not that uncommon. Aerobics for Jesus was a vibe. (laughs) That was a thing that was happening everywhere. As in, as a good way of exercise. It was usually free because it was in church. So (laughs) everyone was into it. So they were doing aerobics for Jesus or it was aerobics for Jesus Christ. Like Jesus Christ would 
attend the aerobics classes with you. Thing is, <laughs> Jesus every week that I was waiting for him to turn up. Yeah. This is an empty class every week. <laughs> next time, guys, next time, meanwhile, everyone's gaining like pounds and pounds of weight. Everyone's really yeah. out of shape because no, we have to wait for Jesus. And it's like people are dying because no one's exercising. It's like Easter, yeah. You keep waiting for him to come back. <laughs> and Jesus now. had a six pack. Jesus had a six pack. He did pack, have a six pack, so yeah. He that's didn't true. need aerobics. He did not need aerobics. Yeah. yeah. History has been kind to Jesus. Very kind. So she came from a very sort of like very conservative background and she got she got pushed into because she's a really good singer and she got pushed into gospel singing, Mm. the whole sort of religious music circuit at a really young age, like 15. And that was like her thing when she launched, wasn't it? Like her Mm -hmm. first album, it was like, oh, she's the virgin, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like she's a good girl kind of thing going up against like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Mm. Uh, She got signed by Tommy Mottola. Tommy Mottola. And then she went Tommy Mottola. Mariah fame. Oh, yeah. Could appear in another episode. Yeah. And then she went on to support 98 Degrees on Tour. Here we are. Where she met. Mr. Nick Lachey. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So Nick Lachey was a lot older than her. Uh He was like about like five, six years older. He was like much more famous than she was. Uh And then he was like, it was quite a rocky relationship. They broke up, got back together. But like, she's so young. This is like her first proper boyfriend. They get married. And then off the back of their marriage. So this, I didn't know this. Did you know that the newlyweds, the MTV series that sort of launched Nick Lachey and based, Jessica Simpson, was, based was originally Chris. it was originally supposed to be starring Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie no, Presley? No, it was not. Oh my god, no! Seriously, <laughs> but that was a long time. How would that have been? That was like fifteen years before. So, but no, because it was around two thousand and two. So it was supposed to be about them, but then they pulled out. So then there was a, a space. Which Nick and Jessica? Wait, was Michael Jackson Lisa walked, Marie in two thousand two? Into no, that was like in the nineties, wasn't it? What? It probably was in the early. Was 90s. maybe MTV was just holding on to this newlyweds idea for years after MJ and Lisa Marie? They thought we're going to find this couple guys. We're just going to keep on keeping on. And then Nick Lachey, Jessica Simpson, in comparison to Lisa Marie Presley and Michael Jackson, it's a bit of a step down. See what I mean? In that defense, it worked. I'm just saying. At the meeting where someone said, "Well, how about them?" instead of Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley. I mean, it is that thing because that newlywed show was kind of like the precedent for that's basically what keeping up with the kardashians is isn't it was the osbournes already out i forget because it's the osbournes Uh, that was really big and i think that was already that had already been out i think maybe they were it was very much so in her book she says what she really struggled with literally they it was i think her dad who talked her into doing the reality tv show strikes again Uh, and watch for that he's gonna (laughs) some of his other love advice he gives his daughter may not be the wisest but she said that basically they were just like they never had like a normal chance to be a couple and it was very much that at the start it was like we're playing up to that stereotype while the cameras are there you know that she's ditzy and he's like the I roll your husband rolling his eyes and going come on but then she said she noticed that when even they were by themselves, it they were so used to playing those roles. They still became those roles. Oh, that no, happens. that's 
That's so awful. Oh, Evelyn's like really emotionally going through it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel so bad for her. It's okay because we all know they, they they turned out all right. We'll get there, but we all know in the end it well, turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but okay. she's like she's been she's had to go through so much. Oh, I feel for her. <laughs> I just feel for her so much. Cause, it's a cause, lot. Yeah, because there's a part in like. You will get into it when you get into their relationships, but like I, I can, I recognize the pattern there, and I'm gonna call him out for some stuff. But like, oh, I'm excited. Okay, I, here we go. Yeah, I feel like this is. I just feel so bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> she was just. She's just. She seems like a really nice person. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> so marriage is under a lot of pressure they're the nation's sweet sweetheart she you know from a very young age she's been told you're the christian girl mm. no you're the slightly sexy girl now you're the ditzy blonde uh she's had very little chance to sort of like form her own identity then all the pressure making a reality tv show then she starts filming jukes Oh hazard. my gosh! Mm. Of course, iconic Dukes of Hazard, yeah. uh, where she's going to meet two very important men. <gasps> well, w- one relatively important, one long time friendship. So I, I, I can't remember his name. He's Johnny the, Knoxville, the country sick. No, 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 the other Dax guy, Shepherd. He's... Dax Shepherd. <laughs> No, 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 no. Willie oh Nelson? God. Do you mean Willie Nelson? Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah, they became, they became BFFs, we heard Willie Nelson. I just, oh, I just couldn't so believe sweet. that was who Grania was forgetting. So I just presumed <laughs> yeah. it was someone else. I know. Else. <laughs> so she's not forgetting Willie Nelson. One of these jackass like the people. Genuine, famous yeah. person there. Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. That's so funny. You know funny. that guy? So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. songs. <laughs> but the plots. The plots. So she's filming w- with Johnny Knoxville, mm. Dukes of Hazard. And now she says in, his, in her book, she's a bit vague about what actually happened, but they had a very close friendship. Mm-hmm. A very, very close friendship. An emotionally she, intimate friendship, yeah. probably. A very we know emotionally what that means. intimate yeah. friendship. Yes. And she felt very guilty because, you know, she was, on, she was supposed to be America's sweetheart. But here's just Johnny Knoxville and he's sort of a cooler, sexier, sort of more worldlier guy. And a big support for her during this whole time was Willie Nelson. <gasps> the two of them became like best friends. They used to hang out in trailers together. He'd play his guitar. She'd sing and give her like really just like wise life advice and was like real support and really sort of nurtured her and kind of respected her in a way she probably has ne- had never been sort of nurtured or respected. Like in a especially fatherly by someone, way. Yeah, and especially by someone who has such like respect and gravitas himself, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's such a big guy in the country scene. Oh, okay. That's so nice to know that he's not a weirdo. <laughs> that he's genuinely yeah. just a nice person. Never a bad word he's- about Willie Nelson. Mm. 2005, she go. separates from Nick Lachey. Yes. She's like, she can't handle it. She can't handle the pressure. Splitzo. And around that time, she meets your body John Lair. is a wonderland. <laughs> wonderland. <laughs> Feel free to cut that out, actually, so so you can oh, have no, John Mayer. In. Nice. Oh, that is staying in. We are not paying him a penny of royalties yeah, yeah, exactly. after what he did. I distorted the melody a bit. I basically just said it, um, so you don't have to pay. So when do you remember, uh, Evelyn? Mm. Like when these two were together? Mm. Like how did you feel? Because you know you're a big John Mayer mm-hmm. fan. He's got the whole sort of like he's got like sensitive <laughs> musician, mm-hmm. and suddenly Jessica Simpson, this sort of blonde, good old girl. Uh-huh. How, did you were you surprised? Did you feel betrayed by? 
by John? I think I did. I mean, obviously, I had like a teenage crush on him. So any like I, I was always like pining after him. But I think I definitely felt like that's the t- point where I started to mistrust him. And I feel bad for saying this, but it, it was because Jessica Simpson was so left field from the idea of the type of person I thought he would be with but then i think that says more it says more about him because of why he was with her but i think in, initially i was just like i was slightly disappointed because i felt like jessica simpson was a person and i feel bad saying this as a feminist <laughs> or as a woman just in general <laughs> but her her image from like the newlywed show the kind of ditzy blonde the like uh, Dukes of Hazard, Daisy Duke. And I was just a teenage girl as well. And I believe that women are raised to hate other women. Um, and you fell for the media belief that she was yep. a thick, blonde idiot and he was this cool, credible idiot. Exactly, guy. exactly. So like, she's like, not good enough for him. She doesn't get him. She's too stupid and she couldn't be smart. And he's it, really smart and he's great because he can exactly. play guitar. Exactly. Like, he, he, like she was this vapid kind of, uh, yeah, exactly, like ditzy blonde. And then, and then turns out that's exactly how she felt in his company and he mm. took advantage of that of course he did which is one of the things i want to call him out for <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah that's essentially what i felt uh in the beginning when they got together uh, and i was like why are, are these two people together and then also but then i also saw how she changed in his company because mm-hmm. he, he didn't really change he was still john mayer singer songwriter blah blah blah. but then she i remember she just dyed her hair uh, brown and then she started wearing really kind of skimpy dresses and outfits there's like one famous image of them at some kind of award show and she's wearing this like she has her brown hair she's wearing uh this silver glittery dress yeah i i saw that image and i was like oh i i think and then she her the image of her started to change in my mind mm. and i was like oh i feel like he's a, he's a bad influence on her or like she started to go from being that Christian good girl into like this. She became what he described her as later on in, in this really revelatory playboy interview. That's oh, kind of notorious interview. Oh, and disgusting. Interview. I'm, I'm obsessed with that interview. But initially it was like, Oh, why is he with her? And then when I, when I realized that she was changing and it was so obvious she was changing for him, I was like, Ooh, I don't think, this is good. <laughs> oh, so maybe this was the basis of your budding feminism was just coming through. You realize, oh, this guy actually, I thought she was a bit of an idiot, but actually he's the asshole here. He's kind and of maybe, asshole. maybe my views on women aren't correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there was a time, like I know mid-noughties was like the worst time for like how we treated women in the public yeah. eye. But I remember Pink brought out a video called Stupid Girls and about how she was not like other girls Mm -hmm. and she had a brain and she did like a piss take of Jessica Simpson. So it was like she did the the video. What's the song she did from... Dukes of Hazard. Um, it's a cover. Yeah, the boots. These the boots, boots are made for walking. And the video for that is her like. It's, made, it's really hypersexualized. Her yeah. washing the car. It's like yeah. insanely hyper. It's like cartoonish. Yeah, it's also fantastic. But um, 
<laughs> I mean, I love it. I think it's, it's iconic. And yeah, Pink makes fun of that along with the Olsen twins and Lindsay Lohan, all that era of that time, which Pink herself now has come out and said, I regret doing that. And yeah. I was an idiot girl myself, et cetera, et cetera. But doesn't take away from the fact that, yeah, at the time it was pretty horrible for all of them, I think. So let's have a look uh, and see what's happening in their relationship. Let's. So mm. this is, she writes about what it was like when she first started seeing John Mayer. So he was so clever and treated conversation like a friendly competition he had to win. Oh God, that what? sounds oh, awful. I'm like, run, run, run. Exactly. That oh, sounds like the God. biggest douchebag oh, in God. the world. That is just described so many men. Oh, so that's like my, enti- men. my entire 20s just flashed by my eyes. Exactly. Like, oh. It's like, it's the men you date in your 20s. Especially the, the men who play guitar in a band. Oh, oh, so self-important. <laughs> Truth oh, every gosh. conversation, like competition. Jesus. God, to her and Taylor Swift just get together with wine and talking about these guys and Jen oh, Chiller. Oh my God, that Jesus, would be amazing. Anyway, I, sorry, I feel like oh. for listeners, we should really have like, please don't listen to this episode if you're driving or operating heavy machinery. <laughs> because your eye roll means that you will have to turn off the road. Exactly. You will. You oh, will need God. a moment to just fume oh, in your car. What a dick. So, yeah. So yeah. she, she yeah, continues. Yeah, yeah. Mm. This is okay. One minute he was explaining the start of, of his Rolex, the Rolex collection, oh my and God. then another, he was going on and on about a collector he was jealous oh. of. Then the nature of jealousy. Then the concept of oh time. Oh God, I want to die! Did he study philosophy? And then, <laughs> and then the heft of it on your wrist. Okay, so here, can I call him out here? I think we're I kind mean, of in that mode, Evelyn. Yeah, we're, we're all going to call him out. But, like, he's he's called himself a self-diagnosed egomaniac. Yeah. Um, he's known for talking so candidly or disrespectfully about the women he's dated publicly. Mm. But just, like, this type of behavior, <gasps> it just screams immature, self-involved boy. And, like, just being the stereotype of, like, just boring, like... Man, <laughs> kind of. Just, you're just like, such a man. I, like it's it's almost boring. <laughs> like at the time, especially probably a lot of girls at like Jessica would describe his behavior. Well, it's not that bad. So, you know, he talks to you a lot. That's great that boys talk and everything. And even exactly. though he talks to every the whole time, I never like give so an opinion, etc. Yeah, exactly. But it's like actually deep. Like no, this guy's. Oh god, the fact that for the first word he said is he explained every conversation was him explaining stuff to Jessica. Oh, god. Oh, Oh, can you imagine? Jesus. And exactly like you say, Chantal, like there's never like an actual horrible like thing that's happened. It's just like, but he considers he probably had like a great childhood. Like he probably came from a loving family, but he considers it terrible. Like everything Mm -hmm. is bad for him. And it's like, oh, gosh. That's so John Mayer. (laughs) I think that is John Mayer because his parents got divorced late in his life as well. Uh. Probably couldn't handle being the parents of John Mayer. <laughs> God, this episode is not so much why we love John Mayer, just so why we all know I hate John Mayer. Oh, the thing, I love John Mayer, though, but I also, and this is why I love him. He's complex. He's That's, nuanced. He's so nuanced. Oh, my God. Gosh. So Jessica says about this time, again and again, he told me he was obsessed with me, <gasps> sexually and emotionally. 
But I constantly worried I wasn't smart enough for him. My anxiety would spike and I would pour another drink. Oh, it was around the start of me relying on alcohol to mask my nerves. And that went on for oh. a long time with her as well. That lasted for over a decade. Oh, really? Yeah. So Simpson claims Only recently that she stopped. So she says that Mayor told her she drank too much, but rather than get help, he just told her she should try using Xanax oh, instead. Wow. <laughs> Start another addiction. <laughs> also, imagine being told I'm obsessed with you sexually. Like, oh, God, what do you do with that information? Really you know is. what, Evelyn, in your defense, it's the mm-hmm. kind of thing that when you were 14, you're like, oh my God, imagine a boy being like obsessed with me sexually. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd be like super into it. You're like, oh my God, yeah, all boys are obsessed with me. Oh, I'm so good at sex. Oh. But then when you're actually like, oh, you don't, like, that's just the most disgusting, horrible thing a guy can say to you. Like, now the pressure yeah. every time you have sex is like, I'm obsessed with you sexually. All you, it's just, it's horrible. Exactly. And it's like, she went back to him like nine times or something like that yeah oh my god he he would his his thing was he would break up with her over email and then a few hours later sent her like a really tragic romantic song also over email oh my god oh my god this is so So she'd be like hang on a sec so you've sent me this like really you know you've broken up with me and then you've sent me like this tragic love song so yeah go on grind what more wonderful things okay so the two i think <laughs> saddest moments was we haven't um, reached those yet so all the horrible stuff she said about be the worst it's just so bad so, a big thing was she says that singing obviously is like really sort of intrinsic also how she expressed herself and it was this thing that she always shared with her with her first husband Nick Lachey that they used to sing to, you know they recorded a load of songs together they would produce tracks in in studios together so John found out about that and then suddenly was like, oh, we should produce a song. I want to produce a song. I want to produce a song. And it really freaked her out because it was this, she knew, it was just this one little thing, this intimate thing that she shared that had nothing to do with him. Uh, But he forced her into a studio saying, I want to produce one of your songs. I think there's there's a song I want to do remix. And she basically had a nervous breakdown in the studio. Her vocal cords all froze up and she just ran out the studio really upset oh my God. and then he broke up with her in an email afterwards <laughs> again after that wow <laughs> wow the I, like nerd. His, I bet you his email is like a hotmail email as well outlook.com <laughs> <laughs> something like John Mayer 536 at, at Outlook <laughs> MSN AOL AOL yeah he still uses AOL he's cool yeah I just prefer it that way I'm like an old school and so this, this wasn't even the saddest moment so the saddest moment was well for me was she talks about a lot in her book she was asked to sing a song oh, yeah. one of Dolly Parton's song at the Kennedy Centre where she was being honoured at the Kennedy Centre Honour I think I don't know if that's a technical term no, it is the Kennedy Centre Honours happen every year and they honour they wouldn't have been honouring her but they probably had, she would have been one of the performers singing one of the songs of the person they were honouring probably yeah. so they were honouring Dolly Parton yeah, they're that's all right. I remember Parton. this, of course. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John was just continuously just dumping her as he always was. And it, I think it just was like, it just became too much for her. And her parents were forcing her to perform. She didn't really feel up to it. She basically just drinks way, way too much. And what's so sad is when you read it, when she reads it, it's like she knew singing was always something special. And it was like the first time that she, she really, you can really feel like she let herself down or she let the 
whatever was going on with her and John like ruins something really special for her. So because she goes, oh, yeah. she goes out on stage, she's drank too much. And she forgets the lines. So she's singing in front of Dolly Parton. Oh my and Reese Witherspoon is God. there. The president is there. She goes out on stage, freezes, and then just like runs off the stage. So isn't it also that just before she goes out, he sends her an email and breaks up oh, with her? What the bloody email? I know. Jesus. Like, turn off your notifications. <laughs> Stop but checking also... your email, babes. Solve happy problems. <laughs> exactly. But also it was like, because they Stop just got back email. together or something and she was like prepping and then and he knew she was there and like just before he sends her an email and breaks up with her do you think he had like um, you know those microsoft clips you used to have do you think he did it so often they were like it seems like you're dumping jessica simpson (laughs) want some some help with that here's your template from the last 30 times that's so funny i mean wow and also like i don't know if i am stepping on your part here tell me if i am grunier but when she then moved on was she started dating like a football star uh tony romos yeah ramos tony romo yeah tony romo and apparently throughout that relationship they were together for two years john mayer was always texting and emailing her and keeping in touch exactly and just keeping in touch with like her um sister ashley simpson and keeping in touch with joe and just like would appear at like family gatherings and stuff apparently and he wouldn't let her move on and so emotionally that was triggering for her and she said that she always showed tony romo's like the emails and stuff like she was very transparent except for like a few times but then or was it he was the reason that they broke up as well because Tony Romo's like discovered an email on her phone that he hadn't seen and so was convinced that she was cheating on him with John Mayer. Oh god. And then that that happened and they broke up. But it's so weird. This is your favorite relationship. It's <laughs> your favorite celeb couple. It's my favorite because John Mayer is I find him fascinating. <laughs> I just find <laughs> the fact that he's such a, a like and his songs aren't that good some of them were good it's like they're catchy but it's it's it's, it's just it's rough rough. yeah so she's with the quarterback uh he's hanging out with his her parents all the time Uh, eventually there's a fire in the backyard at her parents house john's there he stood and told us all that he loved me and that we could trust him to be a good man and looking heck and then so her and tony break up so Jessica's like, okay, this is a sign. And my dad is saying he loves you. He's changed. Get back together with him. Oh, so she's wow. thinking, okay, maybe this is it. So she goes around to his house. She's broken up. Well, her and Tony have broken up. She's like thinking, okay, he's won me back. I felt like I was in the closing scene of an epic sweeping love story. And the romantic hero had beaten out the star quarterback. But then when she arrived at his house... To tell John that she would take him back, that they could get back together, he said, oh, you don't get me that easily. And then he forced her to listen to him perform songs from his new album. Are you serious? Are you serious? Also, which album? Because if it's heavier things or continuum, well, there was, they were still good oh albums. God, did he but make her, did are he make you her make serious? eye contact? Did he, make, did he look her in the eyes when he's playing it? Oh, my God. Oh my and that was rock bottom. <laughs> that was 
was rock bottom. Oh my and so god. So apparently oh she god. said to him, she said, hang on a sec, are you just doing all of this to get material for your songs? And he basically was like, yeah. yeah I thought you knew no. that. That's the vibe. So is that was that the final straw? That, mm, this was, guy's- that was it. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna, that is always gonna be the straw that breaks the back when the guy makes us do his acoustic song. I think with everything we've heard, I mean, with the like breaking up over emails, the keeping in touch, even though she's moved on, have some Xanax, like that's, but like making her listen to him play music. That's a criminal offense. That's the worst part. That's criminal offense. That's, That's the worst part. Go oh on, Brian. We need to get to the Playboy but, but, interview. I want to get to the Playboy interview. Look, I just want to say, I, I mean, Evelyn, we, you know, we're all in comedy. Uh-huh. There are definitely male comedians. I'm sorry, it's a male comedian just, thing. They just love drama. Like I, there are so many male comedians that I, I know, like I know of one in particular who I won't name, but I'll message you. Oh my god! Where he genuinely was in this really amazing relationship with a lovely girlfriend, and he broke up with her because he was like, "Well, I will have no material." <laughs> Are you serious? That's great. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like that you've been made to listen to them, like listen to their sets, basically. <laughs> oh, I've had, yeah, that's the, that, that's, that, that's the real equivalent. Hey, can you hear my, uh, hear my jokes? Because it's good stuff. I'm just going to perform uh, my Edinburgh Hour in front wow. of you. <laughs> my breakup, the Edinburgh Hour about our, about breakup, our breakup, I'm going to perform oh to you. Oh my God. But I'm going to call it, let's have a, let, let's have some drinks. But it's actually just me telling you, <laughs> telling you my material. Just telling you notes. about, yeah. How wow. long after this epic um, guitar listening session does he do the interview? Okay, so three years oh, later, wow. the 20s. So epic. bear this in mind, they've been broken up for three, three years. years. Three years. Mm. Three winters have passed. Three winters. <laughs> three summers. Three Christmases. <laughs> a montage. Imagine Jessica Simpson, yeah. you know. He gives a 2010 Playboy interview, which he, and I'm going to, uh, oh, I, I tell you what, um, Evelyn, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this in the group chat. You can read it out. Oh, okay. Take a bit of responsibility. <clears throat> this is John Mayer, a direct quote from the pl- infamous Playboy interview. That's, I can't. I can't find it anymore online for some reason. Oh, yeah, but... I can, you can find it. I can find it. I'll send oh, really? it to you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, you can find it. I remember reading it last year. Go on. Okay. <laughs> that girl for me is a drug and drugs aren't good for you if you do lots of them. Yeah. That girl is like crack cocaine to me. Sexually, it was crazy. That's all I'll say, but it's not all he'll say. It's not all he'll say. It was like napalm. Sexual napalm. Sexual napalm. napalm. <laughs> Have you ever been with a girl who made you want to quit the rest of your life? Did you ever say, I want to quit my life and just fucking snort you? Oh, this is disgusting. Just fucking snort you? If you charged me $10,000 to fuck you, I would start selling my shit just to keep fucking you. And that is... That's the quote. So selling all my shit. Uh, also, John Mayer, this is like in 2010. You could probably had 10 grand to the bank. Like, you haven't got to sell anything. What do you want about it? You just leave yeah, back exactly. money. <laughs> well, you to sell something, John Mayer. You should have that money saved away. Oh Grania, did you find the clip of Jessica Simpson on Oprah when Oprah asked her about that? <gasps> no. Jessica Simpson was on Oprah. I remember this vividly. She was on Oprah and Oprah brought that up. And she, oh, she gave the greatest response, I thought. Because she could have said, well, what a dick, what an asshole, blah, blah, blah. She just said, well, I don't know, but my phone's been ringing off the hook, which I thought was excellent. <laughs> she said, trust me, I've, I've been doing well. It hasn't been, hasn't been tough getting a date. My phone's been ringing <laughs> off the hook. 
which is such a great response but at the same time also batting away the serious like well that's the thing later on she later on she admits yeah it was horrible but she had to just kind of get out of the question at the time yeah but it was it was it was oh god it was incredible right Grania, continue so after the breakup jessica she goes through a really rocky time you know she has issues with sobriety as you can imagine all the poor trauma this poor woman has been through she gets married to former nfl player eric johnson she has three children she is now you know healthy she's you know taking care of her mental health she's an entrepreneur the jessica simpson collection is now a multi-million dollar global brand. Legitimately, not going to lie to you guys, Jessica Simpson's shoes in America are huge. They are really? everywhere. I mean, for very basic women, I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> there's a lot of basic women in America. Yes, <laughs> they love, love the Jessica Simpson shoes. She's done ex- like wildly well with that. That's amazing. And meanwhile, John Mayer <laughs> goes on to date Minka Kelly. Mm-hmm. I don't really know she's an American actress. Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. And my favourite moment, this is just a little side note. When him and Jennifer Aniston break up, he gives an impromptu press conference mm-hmm. outside his gym just to tell everybody that he dumped her. And I remember just- also Jennifer Aniston being on Oprah, where Oprah brought that up. And she said something like, we've talked about it and you won't hear those words out of that man again or something like that. Because <laughs> he's like very boss lady. He, he said something about Jennifer Aniston, I think, in the Playboy interview as well. Oh, shoot. Doesn't he? We won't get into it because we're not doing he's... him and Jennifer Aniston, but I'm sure he mentions her in there as well. I think there's a quote, actually. Uh, so I was reading, as I was reading about Jessica, I was reading about Jennifer. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, Wait. this is the same interview where he said his um, penis could belong in the KKK because it was racist. Oh, my so, God. It was white supremacist. <laughs> less, I, mean, less for you. I mean, it was just a bombshell of yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. So he, he sees Jennifer Aniston, then he goes out with Taylor Swift. Yep. Famously. I oh, mean, here it she... is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Well, he said, I'll always be sorry that it didn't last. In some ways, I wish I could be with her, but I can't change the fact that I need to be 32. Oh, God. And she's like eight years older than him or something. But also the fact that like she's a grown ass woman who knows her worth and he's just a little Mm. boy who keeps playing games and he couldn't play games with her. I think that's like what a 22 year old said. I need to be 32. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jesus. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. He dates Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. uh, She writes the infamous Dear John. Yes. Basically. And she basically wrote the song of what Jessica Simpson went through. And then he dated Katy Perry. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, I was trying to see if he was going out with anybody. He was linked to Kazzy David. Yeah. David. But not anymore. She's, awesome. she's, with, she's with someone else now, so definitely not with John Mayer anymore. But yeah. like a huge age difference. Yes. Quite big age difference. So, and I don't know how difficult this question is going to be. And please feel free to think about this <laughs> to make sure the answer is one that you will stand by. At the end of all our episodes, we like to sort of ask you, when it comes to the split... Oh, yeah. There's winners and there's losers. <laughs> so in the Jessica Simpsons, John Mayer split, mm-hmm. who do you think thrived and who just survived? Oh, well, Jessica thrived. Yes. Definitely. And Definitely. John Mayer survived. So this is my summary of it. She seems like such a sweet, kind girl. So I think she didn't really know 
what hit her at the time. So she must've been so broken after that relationship. And she, she's probably gone through so much like self work and rebuilding of herself. And now it's so great that she's written about it in her book because then we can actually get her side of it. And it's great that she did it in her own time and it's come out like she did it on her own terms Mm. where it was like, this is, she's not writing it to hurt anybody, but she's writing it probably just to be as a part of her healing process, probably, which is so great because that was such a tumultuous time for her. And so, yeah. And she's come out of it thriving because she's in a hopefully healthy relationship and uh, she has such a great career success and stuff. And he, I can see, I still can see how he must be fun to hang out with as a man. I think he's probably like a really fun hang if you're a guy, but as a woman, you're like, whoa, you're... I'm I'm gonna like just hold my cross up against you and hope you don't come near, near me. Like I'm being so hard on him. <laughs> but he's like basically like, I think he's like like the nightmare. He's like the nightmare friend's boyfriend. Yes. yes. Like that is the nightmare. Yes, yes, Your yes. friend starts like somebody yes. that you love starts going out with somebody like exactly. that. Exactly. And, and it's always the nice one. It's always always, it's always the nice sweet the girl. The nice sweet girl, yeah. And also, um, I know this is a bit uh sort of not the most mature <laughs> way to put someone down. But I always remember when I was very young hearing a um, in a documentary about groupies. I am getting to a point, don't worry. And a groupie in the documentary said the reason she um, loved going to watch her future conquests play on stage <laughs> so much is she's like, the face they make when they're playing guitar, if they're really into it, is the face they make at the moment of climax as well. So you get a little preview. And I'm sorry, but the face John Mayer makes while playing guitar is yeah. fucking repellent. Yeah. And if that was what was happening over me while he was inside of me I would literally die yeah. how he got laid more than once with any of these women is a fucking mystery he must have always been from behind because his face is, re- it's is really it's like so infamous and also like I remember when he started doing it uh, there's such a great one where he's playing I think it's Your Body is a Wonderland at the Grammys and it's just it like is. going everywhere oh, it's, like it's burning it's horrible yeah. it's just like it's disgusting <gasps> but it was like I remember when he started doing that or when it became I was like are you is he doing this on purpose because it was never there before I think it's I think he I think he probably it was contrived and now ah, it's actually just stuck that's funny that's so yeah, funny definitely. I mean that sums up his whole personality <laughs> contrived <laughs> but the wind changed and now it's, and stuck. Now it's stuck yeah so before we let you go mm-hmm. there's a question we end every podcast mm-hmm. with it's a solution that we keep striving for we haven't found the answer to uh, Chantel do you want to I, to ask. I will indeed. Hi, Evelyn. We are going to ask you. There is a um, there is a woman out there that we are struggling to believe is somehow not found a true love. And although I'm sure she doesn't need a man, she definitely doesn't need a man, in fact, I'd still like to see her with someone at her level, which I don't think Ooh. she's met yet. Okay. So the question is, who do you think could get with and match up to the one, the only, Cher? <gasps> I mean... I don't think Cher needs someone. She doesn't need a man, but I feel everyone deserves to be loved. I mean, and hasn't she spoken publicly about that? Just well. answer the question, Evelyn. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it's so hard. She doesn't. Oh. We all agree Cher is the man her mother that. wanted her to marry her. We know that's, that's why it's yeah. baked in. It's baked in. It doesn't even have to be like, oh, 
Oh, I don't know. Oh, are we, it doesn't have to be a gender, by the way. Sure's, I'm sure sure, sure is fluid. She could be in a throuple. She could be who in knows? a throuple. I mean, somebody who has like fantastic energy is like JVN, who I feel like uh, that's nice. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, it's just like and anyone of the queer eye gang, really, because they're all they've all just embraced themselves. Oh, and, JVN and Cher. What JVN. about all of them? What about it's a giant whatever that number of a throuple yeah. is they all live together yeah yeah because it needs to be I somebody like who is as authentic as she is and as like beautiful as she is and and just like and also i feel like they could they could all do the housework for her which she they definitely could. needs as well they yeah. could yeah. she could talk about like fashion with tan and i think uh, the idea i think needing five guys to match up to one chair sounds about right yeah. that sounds about right the whole that's really the cool. whole queer eye gang yeah yeah the whole queer <laughs> so eye gang. Poly, i like it a so group a, answer i like it <laughs> a polyamorous queer collective that's right i'm into yeah. it i'm into it yeah. what says share more than that and that's also the name of her next album so perfect <laughs> <laughs> yes great stuff well thank you awesome. so much evelyn it's such thank a great so time talking much, to evelyn. you thank you so thank much thank you guys so much this Fantastic was lovely couple. and i will say i do I, I do think i was working through some personal stuff through <laughs> maybe, oh. you can, maybe you can come back and have more of a kind of light and frothy one <laughs> yeah 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 next time let's do uh michael jackson and lisa lisa Marie. oh god no 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 Jesus. let's do that it's definitely not light the Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The way they were. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.